What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion of the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Kyle Hilliard. How you Hello. doing, Kyle? Oh, oh, I cut you off. That's oh, how it's excited okay. You're I was. excited. You're eager. Yeah. You're eager. <laughs> it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm doing good. Awesome. Uh, Marcus Stewart. Hello. Hey, what's up, everyone? You know, just just hanging out. I've, I've, I'm packing for a trip. I can't show you what's on the screen, but I've got a lot of handhelds in my hand, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out which... Which one to bring? There's 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 too many. Yeah, like you, gotta, old, you gotta pick it, one. You can't bring multiple. You just gotta pick one. And pick yeah, are you gonna yeah, play yeah. all of those? I'm not. Realistically. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just gonna bring Steam Deck. I've gone to the thing where it's like there's uh, I know you haven't introduced me yet, but uh hi, I'm Brian Shea from Game Informer. Brian Shea, hello, welcome. Uh, it, it's one of those things where like I will get like randomly checked by TSA every once in a while and they're like, Sir, do you have any electronics in your bag? And I'm just like, You have hit the jackpot, sir. <laughs> if it's you like, get paid it, by number of electronics checked. Yeah. Confetti pops out of your suitcase and like <laughs> fireworks. Actually, Hopefully no, not fireworks. Yeah, you can't carry those. Fireworks, I will be led to the back with a, a man. It's well, always wild angry. when you're like in the airport and you see the reminders on screen that it's like no firearms permitted. And I'm like, who for who is like in the airport getting on a plane? People do. I just read a new story this morning that uh, I don't know where, but the TSA apparently they set like a new or they're approaching a record where they've been finding like at least 20 firearms through like baggage checks. Oh, dang it. I forgot my my because you're allowed to bring firearms tool of war, but you have to you have to check them in and they have to be in a case and all that stuff. But this is people bringing them on their carry ons. And you can't do that. But oh apparently they, they found like 20. And I think I, I think it's just people wild. being dumb. I don't think there's any ill intent. It's just like, wait, no, I can't, I can't like... bring my AK in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Is it funny? I don't think. I think uh, it's, it's horrifying. It's, 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 uh, it's the world we live in. You know how uh, they have where you can dump out water? Like you're not allowed to have water. Yeah, just you dump, dump out your fire. They should have like a fireworks place where you can set off your fireworks. Yeah. I got yeah. a, when I went to the Alan Wake <laughs> event, I, they gave me an Alan Wake thermos, like themed after the thing. It was in a box. I had to open it. And I got pulled aside when I was flying home and the lady had to unbox it and unwrap it. And she had me take the lid off and I'm like struggling. I, I haven't done it before. And it's a weird lid. Oh, and I, I thought, I thought just seeing Alan wake, like it's a, it's a, it's a collectible thing. It's not anything, but she's like, open this up. Yeah. You should have had her fan of the 2009 <laughs> remedy third person shooter. <laughs> yeah. You should have had her record you with your phone. So that way you could do an unboxing video. <laughs> That the ultimate actually, unboxings, the TSA. We're here at the LAX a, TSA oh checkpoint. <laughs> What's your name, been, Miss? What's your name? <laughs> yeah, that would have been hilarious. I would have. I would have been like Marcus. I mean, that for TikTok, I will absolutely put a TSA <laughs> unboxing <laughs> merch video on Game Informer's TikTok. Something to remember for future trips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, let's get into the show this week. Uh, we just revealed our new cover for October 2023. It is Super Mario Wonder, uh, and Wonder. Shay, you've played this. You've seen the levels nobody has seen. You interviewed the dev team, uh, all sorts of stuff. You want to just let's let's jump into it. You can kick us off. Yeah. So Super Mario Brothers Wonder, it is uh, coming out in just a couple weeks here, and we wanted to kind of create a story that would make it so that like if you get your issue and like you're playing the game, like it still has like some value in like reading about like the creation of this game. So it's like, part of it is yes, my hands-on experience, which, you know, I have played more than anybody outside of Nintendo at this point. I've played three hands-on cool. sessions, uh, one in New York. None of us are jealous to be clear. Just so everyone's <laughs> yeah, covering yeah. everyone's base. So one in New York, one at Nintendo live out in Seattle, and then one at the Nintendo of America headquarters in Redmond, Washington. So I have, uh gone to those three hands-on sessions spent multiple hours with the game i've played the first level like five times at this point and then like several other levels multiple times as well and uh yeah also got to talk to producer takashi tezuka who's been with the series since 1984 been with nintendo since 1984 and director shiro mori who is uh he has been with nintendo i think since 98 or 99 and he's worked on games like mario sunshine uh a link between worlds 
New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. I believe he was the director of that as well. So he's been with Nintendo for a while, even if you don't recognize his name the way you do Takashi Tezuka. And then, uh, you know, bonus interviews on top of that, uh, getting quotes from people like Koji Kondo and the art director of Super Mario Brothers Wonder, talking about kind of the distinctive art style, the the way that it... Hold on, I feel like you rushed past it a little bit, but just to be clear, Koji Kondo, like, wrote the Mario theme yeah <laughs> and know? also like, most of the zelda music guy. you love and yeah yeah he, yeah just shout out to he's Koji basically the john williams of the video game industry um yeah yeah but yeah let me let me bring up the the name of the art director because i in the live stream i also masanobu sato is the art director um uh, so the interview subjects i talked to were takashi tezuka shiru mori Masana, masanobu sato who's the art director and koji kondo who uh is the sound director um, so yeah, got did, did Kondo did he make new music for it, or is he kind of do you know? I don't know if he made that... new music, but he did oversee the creation of all the audio. Yeah, I mean, so... like he's in charge at this point, right? Like he's the music guy over at Nintendo. But I don't, I don't know how often these days he makes new compositions. I would, I'd be curious. Uh, well, that. I know he made a lot of new compositions for Mario Maker Two because, like, right. remember they had like the new biomes that weren't in like Super Mario World or Mario Three or anything, and he actually made those new compositions for those biomes that weren't present in those earlier games. So. I wouldn't be surprised if there's new Koji Kondo stuff in this game. Yeah, there's got to be. But yeah, so I got to play through all the levels that I played through in the first two hands-on over again. And I think I played them again after that as well. And then also got to check out uh, three new stages that nobody else has played. And I've played through them, I believe, twice each, if not three times for some of them. So the first one was Condarts Away, which is like an ice level, but it's not an ice level, thankfully. It's it's a snow level. So like you don't have any traction problems, which is great. And Condarts are basically like these birds that like just kind of float and then they wait for you. And when you go past, they shoot forward like a dart. And like, you know, it's it's meant to like damage you. But also if you do it at the right time in the right spot, they'll shoot through and break through like bricks that will allow you to access new levels and everything. And this level also had these, they're called, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my preview here on GameInformer.com, zip tracks. And these are basically those yellow, like, they almost look like boost pads on that you've seen in the Mario Direct, the Mario Wonder Direct. And if you're on top of it, you're like grinding on it. And if you jump up, it's almost like a zip line that you, you attach to. And it's like a really fast paced thing. And like, you know, you're dodging enemies, collecting coins as you go. It's just a super fun high speed segment in the game and then the wonder effect which you know the the main thing in this game is not elephant mario despite what all of the marketing in our cover story would have you believe the main I mean, he's the most like grab your attention oh absolutely it, you know so hence why yeah. he's on our cover because yeah, you know that yeah, that was something that we loved like calling that out it's like i believe it was you alex who said that like that, that would be like us putting like the raccoon Mario or Tanuki Mario on yeah. our cover for Mario three. It's like, yeah, that's just like the power up that people are going to remember from this game, Absolutely. but the wonder effects. So every, every level you grab a wonder seed, if you, I mean, they're optional, but yeah, like the, the point of it is to grab the wonder seed or the wonder flower. And then that transforms the area around you into sometimes new gameplay elements, sometimes just like cool effects happening around you. Like the first level, it's like all the pipes start going up and down and like, there's an inchworm pipe where it just like crawls along the thing. And like it, when it's up like that, like on like the, the apex, you can jump off and reach higher levels. But like the one in Condarts Away is a top down perspective. So it actually shifts the camera. So it's above you and you have to walk through and like dodge enemies. You can't attack because like there's no jump when you're in top down. So like there's no attacking. So you're, you're trying to collect these uh flower coins which are like the in-game currency and also make your way around the enemies and get the wonder seed which is the ultimate goal of getting the wonder flower the wonder seed is like the main collectible of this game and uh you do that through one doing the wonder f uh, flower and completing the wonder effect at two completing an exit on the stage so each exit some stages will have multiple exits each exit you get gets you an additional wonder seed. And that again, that's the main collectible of the game. So you want to get as many of those as possible. So yeah, that that is the main way. So like most of them are going to have just two seeds per level, at least in my experience. 
But I did play one in my first hands-on session called Bull Rush Coming Through, where if you ride the stampede, you've seen it in the trailers where the stampede just plows through the flagpole, that gets you to the secret exit, like like in Super Mario World where there's multiple exits, you have to do something to get the multiple exits. And in doing that, you get the third wonder seat of that stage, which is uh, you know, important for, I'm assuming that later on there's some level gating involved uh, where if you need a certain number of wonder seeds, because there's also... Some of the, like the, you know, it's kind of like the hub world style that you're going from level to level. And in uh, going from stage to stage, sometimes it dumps you out into like an open area. And being in that open area allows you to just skip certain levels if you don't want to play them. But if you do that too often, you won't have enough wonder seeds at a certain point. It's It seems like anyway. So here, let me ask you this. Did you have a good time? Like, are you excited about it? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this okay. is this, like... <laughs> Look, I mean, we kind of take it for granted that it's like, yeah, turns out Mario is fun. But like, I was Mario curious, like, game. what your sort of, yeah, what your sort of critical opinion of playing so much of it is. Like, yeah, this is great. This, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I've said it on this show before. Where like, just based on my first hands-on session, that like, you know, was a, a kind of a an industry-wide hands-on session. Like a lot of different outlets were invited to that one. It felt like the most creative Mario game, at least two D Mario game since Yoshi's Island. So it's like, you know, the first, the, the most creative Mario game in like almost 30 years. And it's, it just feels like a, like they're really taking some chances with these wonder effects, with the enemy designs. Like one of them turns you into a Goomba that you, like you can't jump. And then there's like these monsters running around that like the, they're called mall malls and they will actually try to eat you. So it's almost, you have to hide because you can't jump as a Goomba really. And like you have no attacks. So you just have to like almost do like a survival stealth section of, a Mario level as a Goomba until you take these platforms up to get the Wonder Seed. So it's and called like a Mama? Mama. Mama. M-A-W-M-A-W. That's what I call my grandma, Mama. So is that the... <laughs> that, it, she's in the game. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, wow. Does that confirm that those are like, those are the natural predators of Goombas? At least in like the Flower when, when Kingdom. Mario's not around? Okay. Yeah, at least in the Flower Kingdom they seem to be. But they, they eat everything. So like you can actually hit like the, the bubble flower is the power up in that one. And if you hit that and the, the flower comes out, the mall malls will actually run towards it and eat it. So you got to like get items. Oh, what happen- That's what happens what in happens real life too. They, 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 they just eat it. Like, I mean, Yoshi and Nabbit can't get power ups. So I'm assuming enemies can't get power ups either. Aside from maybe like Hammer Bros. Because sometimes they have fire flower abilities and stuff. I don't know. I don't like, know. Hammer the- Bros are people. So they are. They're bros. They're in the title. So yeah. So, um, that's the first level I played was Condarts Away. I liked that one a lot. The second one was Where the Roombas Rule. And Roombas are another like uh, type of enemy in this. And they're like, and by the way, there are three R's at the start of Roomba. So I don't know if you're supposed to roll your tongue or not. But Roomba. Can you? Roomba. Roomba. There you go. So they are like these sentient boulders that it's like a cave level. And they'll roll towards you. And... Uh, the this level also has um finding the name again they are uh topple rocks and they're these like yellow pillars and you can jump you can either push them over and it'll cause like a domino effect with the other topple rocks or you can actually jump on them and jump like wall jump off of them that's really satisfying but like if they fall and they hit like an enemy it'll defeat the enemy and then for this one the um the wonder effect it turns you into a spike ball and you've seen this in the direct as well where like they're all like the the balls and they're they're rolling through like a, an obstacle course almost and you hear like the bowling sound effects like the the strikes happening and everything and it was like probably the most exciting moment in my hands-on session just because like you know it's just this weird thing where mario turns into a giant spiky ball and is like just just rampaging through these enemies because like he just destroys bricks he destroys topple rocks he destroys any enemies that are in the way and you're going off ramps it's like it looks like something that somebody would have like an expert mario maker would have built if they had like the tools where it's like hey let's just make it so like you're a ball and you're just rolling through destroying everything in your path. Like those really, really fun Mario maker levels that just like seem so weird, but are so satisfying. That's what it reminded me of. But obviously All right. Nintendo knows what they're doing. So like, it's better than any the Mario original maker. Mario maker. Yeah. They're the original <laughs> Mario maker. 
Uh, and then the third level I played was the hardest level. As far, like, as far as any of the levels I played, the third exclusive level was the hardest one that I played. It's called Countdown to Drop Down. And they have these things called Drop Down Countdown Lifts. And it, they're like these platforms and they have a number on them. And the number of times you jump on them and, or land on them, it drops the number down. And when the number reaches zero, the platform just turns and like and dumps you basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be really judicious about that. And if you're off it for long enough, it'll recharge. But like there's sequences where it's like a moving platform and uh, Lakitu's coming by and throwing spinies on it. So like that, that depletes the number as well. So you have to just like try to defeat them before they before they like land on the thing and deplete the number more. Um, there's also like, if you're on co-op, it becomes super tough because like people are jumping to avoid enemies that are coming in. Whereas like, you know, if you're not playing co-op, you have a little bit more space to operate. There's also melon piranha plants that like sit below and they shoot up like watermelon seeds and they don't damage you, but they can push you up in the air. And then when you land, it depletes the number again. So it's like, really creative ways to try to get you to jump even when you're not like, you know, you're not supposed to, because like you have to stay on this lift for as long as possible. There's also times where it's like, Oh, there's like more flower coins up here. There's like a collectible over here. And you had to like really weigh your options of like, all right, do I want to jump and like waste one of my like countdown numbers to get down here. And despite this being like the really, like the challenging one of my gameplay session, this was actually like the least remarkable wonder effect it was like you got it and it was just like a free fall. Like Mario was literally like skydiving and like collecting coins as he falls. It was still fun, but like I was like, okay, they're going to go really crazy with this one. And then, you know, it was pretty, it was probably the most straightforward wonder effect I've seen. And like as you're falling, you can like grab superstars that are falling alongside you. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really, really fun hands on experience. All, all the hands on experience that I've, I've had has been amazing. And I, I like, I'm a Super Mario World fan through and through. Like, I think that is the the best Mario game. I know that there's the argument of, like, Mario 3 is better than Mario World. But I think Mario World is the best one. And this one feels, like, almost like... Uh, this is kind of something I have, like... The synapses in my brain have con made this connection, like, over the weekend. Where, like, new Super Mario Brothers... Even talking to, like, Takashi Tezuka about, like... Because a, a part of this cover story that I wrote... I also wanted to talk a little bit about the legacy of New Super Mario Brothers because, you know, we've been having that ever since, what was it, 2006 was when that first yeah, one that hit DS? Yeah, sounds right. For the DS, yeah. So for nearly two decades, that has been our, our sole experience with new 2D Mario games. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And, like, the original idea was taking the original Super Mario Brothers on NES and remaking it with modern sensibilities and modern graphics and, like, kind of, like, remaking and modernizing that experience this feels more in line with taking the spirit and the the kind of zaniness that and the creativity that super mario world injected into the series back in 91 or 91 right yeah and made it like and made it modernized right like they really took that and i know they they told me like shirumori told me that their main inspiration was like looking at why Super Mario Brothers on NES was so successful. And they were like, you know, you had freedom of choice and you had like secrets and mysteries. Those were the two themes they wanted to accomplish with this game, Mario Wonder. And <clears throat> as such, you know, they looked at like, all right, well, why was, why was, why was there so much, like so many great secrets and mysteries in the original Mario? And they're like, oh, well, if like you go down a pipe, like you don't, like all the pipes look the same, but like some of them have like, a way you can go down there and you access a secret area or like you hit a brick and sometimes it spawns a vine that takes you up to another secret area. And it's like, we wanted to replicate that. And that's what the wonder effects were all about. And then the freedom of choice was inspired primarily on like things like the badge system where like before going in, like all the characters that you select aside from Nabbit and Yoshi play the same, but in going into a level, you can choose badges, which equip different abilities and allow you to, take on like all right well i want mario to have like the ability to glide so you can equip the parachute cap on mario or i want peach to be able to jump really high so you can do like the crouch high jump and like you're in doing that you're able to really kind of take advantage of the the freedom of choice and then also like you know a lot of the worlds like i mentioned like there's like the opening the open area of like you don't have to go like linear through the stages you can go like oh that one looks really fun i'm gonna do that one first and then come back and then do this one instead that was another way that they they implemented that freedom of choice. 
Cool. Yeah, no, man, it all, this year is just not so bonkers, but like, <laughs> it's like throw it on the pile, but like, yeah, this, everything about it sounds so great. Like, I'm not even weirdly, maybe not weirdly, I'm not even the biggest like 2D Mario guy, just in general. Like, I'll always take 3D personally, but uh, yeah, I'm, I wonder is like one of those games that's going to be like, I'm going to drop everything to, to, to play this, like to at least play through the, the first couple levels, you know? Uh, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, I mean it's it. I, every time I play it, I come away more excited for when we finally get our hands on the final game. And I, I well, I guess I could say I I did play the final game <gasps> at Nintendo. Like they, I was like, oh, like does this build have this, and does this have build have this? And they're like, oh, this is the full game that you're playing right now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> they said you have to pay us sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they asked for my credit card information when I walked in. No, they didn't do that. Oh, Brian, the one thing you haven't touched on is how does it feel to be Elephant Mario? Oh, it feels just dandy. You know, like they told me that they gave me kind of the rundown of how they created Elephant Mario and then also like the bubble or the bubble flower. And Elephant Mario, they had like three goals that they wanted to accomplish. They wanted to have Mario grow in size, which, you know, a lot of mario power-ups do that most notably the super mushroom yeah a lot of parents want that for their child <laughs> <laughs> and then they also wanted you to be able to like attack like and break bricks from the side and they're like okay, oh, okay. well that that narrows it down a little bit but there's still there's plenty and then like we also wanted it to be like you can spray water so that seemed oddly specific they're like oh we like thought about it and we're like oh, we absolutely need it to be like elephant i guess if we're going to do like an, an animal for this one so uh, it feels good like you know it, he is bigger he can reach higher areas like just like if there's like a brick higher up that like normal mario jump can't get to like the elephant mario can it's nice that you can like reach new areas using it and also i like that it doesn't waste time giving you the ability to play as elephant mario because it's literally the first level you get to play as elephant mario like there's like oh, nice. a very obvious like here's a bl- here's a block hit it and then like when you do you get elephant mario it's kind of like a, I think I remember New Super Mario Brothers, the first one. They did that with the the giant mushroom, right? Like in that first stage, you get it and you're just like uh, yeah. immediately just running so. through everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's smart. Like in like Mario World did that. I think it was the second level that you play where it's you like cape. You, you get the cape and it's like, oh, this is very different. Even though like you were like you had the raccoon tail in Mario 3, like the cape just felt so much different in like in terms of like ways to fly. So they're smart about that, and you can get the the raccoon tail in Mario 3's first level, right? Ah, uh, it's oh, been gosh. a while. I think <laughs> right. so because there's I'm that sure. there's that Don't area so. there's that area yeah, where you can get a you sprint can. and and then you fly up, and it's like my world just shattered because I Mario can fly now. Finally, they fly now. What can't Mario do at this point? Taxes. Mm. Yeah, we need, ta- we need a tax power up. <laughs> uh, can Mario cook? <laughs> Mario Ooh, has Mar- surely he's cooked in a Mario party. Let him oh, God. in a mini game. He's yeah. had to have cooked, right? Have we? Ha- we've had Chef Mario, right? But, but I mean, like technically, though, he is an avatar in that scenario. Yeah, and we are. We are the ones controlling. You know, the skillet mini game. That's us. That's not. Is Mario. that not That's every video game ever, though? <laughs> no, no. In Mario Party, uh, it is. It is. You know, it's like are we it's looking different. through his different. eyes, like being John Malkovich style? <laughs> yeah again okay. just about every video game i guess right every <laughs> fps basically every mm. video game should just be that john malkovich view it shouldn't be y'all are y'all are too focused <laughs> on technicalities the next call of duty should be subtitled being john malkovich and they wouldn't have to change anything <laughs> oh truly. my god i would want realistic like what they did with ronald reagan <laughs> realistic john malkovich <laughs> it's really good all right, well, anything else about Super Mario Wonder Shay? Um, anything just, that, that we're missing? I mean, you'll get a steady rollout of stories. I talked about, like, the difficulty of the game. And, uh, you know, I didn't get, like, an in-depth, like, hey, this is going to be the hardest Mario yet. But, like, there was a fun moment. Like, I love that, like, Nintendo has gotten to the point where they're, like, pairing up their developers. Because it often leads to, like, some kind of fun back and forths. Like... When I was talking to Shigeru Miyamoto and Koji Kondo at the premiere of the Mario movie, you know, I, was, I asked them how their relationship has evolved over the years, and like they're working, their collaboration and everything. And, you know, Miyamoto was like, you know, I've, I've, I don't know anything about musical composition, so I always default to Mr. Kondo. But like, I'm always out here trying to like encourage him to like pitch more ideas for like 
the actual gameplay, but you know, he's just so reluctant to do it and he's he's kind of shy or something like that. And Koji Kondo was like, that's not true. Why would you say that shy now? But but yeah, I had one of those moments with um with Shirumori and Takashi Tezuka where like you know, I was asking about like the badges and how they came up with that. And like, they were like, oh, well, you know, you can buy some of them in the in the in-game stores with these flower coins that you, you gather, or you can earn some of them through like in-game challenges. And like, you know, you, you slowly build out your inventory of badges that you can select from. And Takashi Tezuka was like, no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't get the last one. And he was like, I there were two levels that I could not complete. I've, I've completed a hundred percent, almost every Mario game that I've ever worked on, but there were just two things I couldn't complete on this. And I had to have help with, and is then he deeply ashamed of himself. He, he was kind of disappointed. He seems like he was kind of disappointed in himself, but then, uh, Maury chimed in with like just this proud, like I got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it's just kind of like fun. That's that skill issue. <laughs> yes, but yeah you can read the full uh story about the kind of the the hints about the difficulty that i gleaned from my interviews with them over, over at gameinformer.com there's other features about like the making of the power-ups we get in depth about the bubble flower and uh, a few other things so you have a story about the legacy of like an in-depth legacy of new super mario brothers so yeah gameinformer.com slash mario wonder for all of your online content and then of course game informer magazine for the full cover story awesome well thank you shay uh but before you go because I, I know you're a busy guy you've been playing another game um I was trying to come up with a segue, but there's no way to compare. You know, we're racing towards. Wonder. We're racing towards we're, the launch yeah, of Super Mario Brothers towards, Wonder. Speaking of racing towards Shay, uh, <laughs> you've been playing Forza Motorsport. I have, and it is. Uh, it's a very good sim racing game. Um, okay. It is lacking in a few features. Like there's some weird design choices. Like I know that like developers have to come up with ways to like innovate on like a formula for like long established genres like we see it with sports games all the time They're like oh well now there's a card collecting element in there and now it's just full of microtransactions but like <laughs> forza <laughs> innovation innovation <laughs> tm uh forza did a weird thing where like the career mode i like it's back to basics approach like you can choose like in the menu like all right this is like the campaign this one says like okay you got to use like high-powered sedans for this or like this is like b-class cars like based on your like performance and upgrades and that's everything. my speed and, <laughs> but like they do a weird thing where the cars have a they gain experience and they level up like an rpg and then based on the level that they are like the the upgrades that you can implement in them are level gated so like hmm. you go to like oh i want to put like a a new engine in my car and it's like you need to have your car at level 29 before you can do this and i'm like this just so seems weird. arbitrary and frustrating <laughs> and it turned me off to like the upgrade system altogether like i tried to do like manual like oh let me like tinker a little bit here but there's a button that says like auto upgrade to like you know optimize it and i was just, after like a few times i was just like let me just do that because i'm tired of like being like oh i want to do this and then it's like oh, I need like four more levels before I can use that. So that's mm. kind of annoying. I'm not a big fan of that. But like the, the campaign itself, I like the the straightforwardness of it. Some of the sim racers have kind of gotten a little too in love with like, let's make a really convoluted and complicated campaign or career in order to like make it so that it seems like there's like depth. And I, I like that Forza was like, no, nah, let's just have it. So like you go into a menu you choose which one you want to do, and then you race like the five or six races that are a part of that cup. And then the on the track action is amazing. Like the physics are great, the um, the cars handle amazing. It looks great. Like there's a few minor like visual glitches, but uh, they've been. I, I just going off of what I've played, there were a few minor glitches. They told me that they're the the day one patch should address many of them, but. Uh, you know, there's uh, the the cars just look fantastic. The the real time dynamic weather and like time of day progression is kind of cool because like you'll start in like sunset time and then like by the time you finish the race it'll be nighttime, which is kind of neat. Or like 
Oh, that's cool. I've, I've started a race and it's been like foggy and like kind of like gloomy. And then by the end of the race, it's like bright and sunny. Like the, the sun breaks through the fog, which is kind of cool. And like, yeah. obviously like, you know, based on like, if it's raining, the rain looks incredible, by the way, like it's the way it like it accumulates on your, uh, your windshield as you're driving around, which is neat. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a, it's a, a really solid sim racing title. And it, uh, the, the thing that actually disappointed me the most was actually like the damage that can, or I guess in this case, cannot happen to your car. Like they tout like how realistic and how much attention to detail there is in the like, oh, well, like the dirt will accumulate in as you drive in like realistic places where it would accumulate naturally in real life, like as you're driving around. But then like, and it does like, it, like when you finish a race, like if it's like a longer race and like you look at your car, like there's dirt, like kind of in like the, the, the crevices of like the body and everything, which is kind of neat. But then there's also like, oh yeah, my rival like T-boned me while I was driving and like rolled my car. And it looks like I was just in like a minor fender bender, which no oh, yeah is like very so, weird to it's kind of like what gran turismo has done before right like weren't they sticklers for like the whole car damage thing too yeah but like it's it's i think that like with the licensing of all these cars like some of the manufacturers i remember like early on in like the sim racing genre some manufacturers were like we don't want any damage to be shown on our cars because like that's so silly it is i've always said yeah it's like oh that'll I'll do that if you make the cars in real life that strong, because then it'll be like, <laughs> if I can slam into a wall and it barely a scratch. Like there, cool. there is still damage cool. modeling, but it's just it's very, uh, it's it's very jarring. If you have, especially if you're playing on higher difficulty settings, where like damage will actually impact the performance of your car. Like I, I did a test yesterday where I was like, all right, I'm gonna drive around as like 200 miles an hour and just ram into the wall. And see what happens. And my car went flying through the air. And then when it, like, it landed, it was like my car was like sputtering along, like barely able to go. But like it, the the body damage looked like I just like you know rubbed up rubbed up against the wall the wrong way. Like there were like minor dings and dents, and that was about it. And it's like oh that's it's kind of like weird to be like my car is barely able to drive the to the pit crew to like try to fix some of the stuff. But like it also like <laughs> looks like maybe somebody threw a rock at one side of my car. Oh, you know, like it's still out. sputtering and barely hanging on, but it's going to look super pretty as it's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that, again, that's only if you have the, the performance hindering damage on, like otherwise you, the lower difficulties damage could be cosmetic only, which mm. that's the part that kind of uh, disappoints me anyway. What, uh, what's your score on the game? Have you decided yet at the time of this recording? At the time of this recording, I'm sitting at one score, but I want to be a little bit careful about saying it because I'm not a hundred percent settled on it. No, yeah, totally get it. But yeah, yeah you the reviews at, on the site, I think. By the point. time this episode comes out, the review will be finalized and up on GameInformer.com. But yeah, I, I very much like it. I, I don't want to like let my negatives and my criticisms get like they need to. What much. they need to do for the next one is go play Split Second before they make it and realize that damage is good. It's yeah. a very good well, thing. Throw like, a little Burnout Paradise in there. Forza Horizon 5, I think, had more damage that could happen, which is interesting because, you know, it's the same franchise, even if it's a different developer and different format altogether. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But maybe I'm misremembering and maybe neither of them have. But also, there are more cars, I believe, in Forza Motorsport than there are Forza Horizon. Because Forza Horizon has, like, over 500 at launch, which is a pretty big garage. But yeah, I, I am very positive on the gameplay itself. It's fantastic. I like a lot of the career mode stuff, um, even if I'm not a big fan of like the progression. And uh, you know, the multiplayer is also fun. Like the featured races are are neat. The way like it's like you sign up for it, and then it, it's like yeah, this starts in ten minutes. You can like come back in ten minutes, or you can do like qualifying laps to like improve your placement. And then uh, there's a rivals mode where it's basically like a time trial where you you try to take down like somebody else's best score on a, a track, which is, you know, it's it's fun to get that kind of one on one, even if it's like they're like asynchronous. Um, but yeah, it, it looks great in action and it plays great as well. Awesome. Well, uh, I think we're going to take a quick break, Shay. Thank you for joining us to talk about uh, both the games real quick. Uh, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they follow you? I, I usually just say it, but. I'm trying to get some more interaction, you know, yeah. let, let you I have not spoken <laughs> enough. Size. Yes. Yes. At Brian P. Shea on pretty much every social media. That's Blue Sky Threads, Instagram, Twitter. 
and uh, All Things Nintendo podcast every Friday. We'll be talking more Mario Wonder, believe it or not. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we'll go listen to All Things Nintendo this Friday. That's tomorrow if you listen to this the day this goes up. And Shay, we'll we'll see you soon. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. All right, welcome back to the Game Informer show. Brian had to get out of here, but Wes is here in his place, looking mighty fine. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing great. It's been a been a good but busy week, and uh, it's only Tuesday, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel that. I feel that. Um, a lot of stuff happened behind the scenes. A lot of cool games being reviewed. Of course, yeah. head over to GameInformer.com. Yeah, hell, hell month that. has begun as we've been <laughs> hell calling month has it begun. internally it is <laughs> day three and it's yeah. a hell month already like it's i'm feeling it marcus and i are also jumping on a plane this afternoon yep. uh, yes your secret trip <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's it's a lot going Which on is so why this episode might be a little short <laughs> it's gonna be shorter yeah apologies but that's okay we've got wes here talking about assassin's creed mirage that's cool yeah. with you wes of course you wrote our cover story you and i went on the trip uh, to Bordeaux just a few months ago, a couple yeah. months ago. How's the final product shaping up? Is it, did it hold up? Cause I felt like me and you were re- very positive on it. Yeah. So preview. that's the fun part about writing cover stories is like, we only get to play usually snippets of a game, like maybe an hour or two total of a much larger experience. So it's always fun to see, like did what you write and what you felt about that preview essentially hold up for the rest of the game. And what yeah. we played and experienced, I would say, does hold up really well throughout the game. AC Mirage has some issues and um, it's rough around the edges. But the the one big highlight, the one thing it does nail is the thing that you and me liked most, which was how it handles stealth and creates like mini vignettes of like stealth levels. Um, so I, I, I rolled credits last night. It took me about 17 hours, which... That in itself is amazing. I, it feels good to play an Assassin's Creed and beat it in under 20 hours, let alone <laughs> under 100. And um, Valhalla, I, you, you didn't even see the title screen until 17 hours. I mean, That's not even a joke. <laughs> yeah. I like. I, I have not played much. I want to hear Wes's thoughts. I, but like that was the thing that struck me. I think I played like 30 minutes or an hour, and I saw the title screen. And I was like, kind of nice. It's like they oh, heard us, should... man. They like let's <laughs> let's let's compress this. And it was it was nice to be able to make some progress, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to hear what you think after finishing it. Yeah. So like the uh, what stands out as the highlight to me is the stealth gameplay. It is a return to form. It's like these little puzzles that you're going through in real time because oh, there's two guards over there and there's some bushes here, so I can lure one guard over here, stab him, and then quickly assassinate the other guy with a throwing knife. All that, all that good stuff that's like classic Assassin's Creed. It nails that stealth uh, sandbox, black box, I think is what they call it, um, element. And I'm very stoked about that. It's what I've wanted Assassin's Creed to return to. Um, so I'm feeling good about that. However, the game is a little rough around the edges. I wouldn't say it's like buggy. And to preface this, this is nowhere near like the Unity uh, launch that happened in 2014 uh, or 2015. Assassin's Creed Assassin's Unity. Creed Unity, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah uh... Just to, yeah, to clarify for yeah, just yeah. me, I, I think of Unity as something very different these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which that game like launched and was very unplayable for a lot of people and blah, blah, blah. This is very playable and totally fine. It's just a little, it's got a little bit of that Ubisoft jank that I think they've kind of gotten away from in recent releases, but it's here. And, um, you know, if you've been playing Ubisoft games for a while, it's going to feel quite familiar. So I'm a little disappointed that it has some of that. And the story... I'm I'm an Assassin's Creed sicko. Like I've played every entry. I actually really enjoy the story of this long-running series that doesn't really make sense, including the modern day stuff. Like I <laughs> love the modern day story of Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm one of like probably five people. Uh and it, it kind <laughs> there of There are dozens of us, maybe even less. <laughs> I think even less, yeah. Um, it kind of failed me in that regard. Uh, I don't want to spoil the Valhalla, but Bassam is a major character in Valhalla and propped up to be a major character moving forward. So knowing that Mirage was going to be a prequel to that and and show us what Bassam was up to before he got to England, I had pretty high expectations for connecting the dots between Baghdad Bassam and the Bassam we see in Valhalla. 
And I think the game like largely fails to connect those dots in any way that's satisfying, both for people who have not played Valhalla, because I'm sure they wanted to make sure to tick that box because a lot of people have not beaten Valhalla. Um, and for people like me who have beaten um, Valhalla. And I was talking to our editor-in-chief, Matt Miller, who was reviewing the game for us. Uh, and me and him were both like, yeah, that ended. Like, what? The it's in it doesn't make sense for okay. both people that played Valhalla and people that haven't. Like, I don't know what they were aiming for. And I'm, <laughs> I'm it... really sad about that. See, I'm trying to know that because I'm, I'm a few hours in myself. It's like, is it end on like a cliffhanger or is it just like, it doesn't no. do anything that would set up whatever happens because I didn't finish Valhalla. So they it just the main issue with Mirage's story is that they honestly they just didn't commit. I think they were too straddled between trying to make this feel good for people who have no idea who Bassem is and fans who do know who Bassem is. Um, because he is a major character in Valhalla and there's huge revelations in Valhalla. Um, and this ending kind of like pokes at that, but without using the words and the names and the descriptions that I know that they want to use. It felt, it was really weird. It, it's, it kind of feels like how I'm talking right now where I'm trying not to spoil things because I don't want to spoil it. Like they Except don't Ubisoft spoil did that in they... the game. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> Yeah, like we you... don't want to spoil the game that came before this. Yeah, it's like, this is your this is your series, this is your franchise. You are allowed to spoil things. I'm being nice <laughs> by not spoiling the game. But like, this is where you do use the proper nouns and all these other things. That would make me an AC Laura fan happy, um, and yeah, so I'm, I, I, I've, I'm just sad because I really felt nothing. Like I beat the game, and I like Bassem as a character, but it, he's different from um, Mirage to Valhalla, and I don't feel any connection. And now I'm like left wondering why they decided to go with a Bassem Mirage prequel in the first place. Hmm. I mean, it was supposed to be DLC. I wonder if it would have been a tighter story until they decided to blow it up into its own game maybe or well it's not even that it's yeah. like a it's not well paced or, or anything like maybe. yeah it just feels i do wonder like if it was a valhalla dlc like if they would have been more uh, obvious in their connections um but i don't i mean story is not what a lot of people play these games for i'm i'm i feel like i'm in the minority in doing that um i do think that they largely succeed at kind of taking this series back to its roots and I think a lot of people might not like that, especially if they like the open world stuff, because they they go a lot harder into the roots than I expected. Like, you can't really brute force your way through combat. You need to stealth it. And if you get caught, you need to like run around and get back into stealth before you continue. I tried countless times to defeat enemies as if it was an RPG action game like the open world ones, and I lost every time. Like, you really do need to rely on stealth. Um, there's no RPG elements. You're just... You have skills that you unlock and you have a couple tools to upgrade. There's no like, you're not picking up purple and green pieces of gear and all this stuff. Like there's like a couple weapons, couple daggers, couple armor pieces, and that's really it. And I really appreciate the streamlined effort that Mirage is. Um, I do just wish that the story was a little better and that it felt a little uh, less janky. Uh, it just kind of, I don't know, it just... I think it could have used a little more time in the oven. I don't know how much time and, you know, that's a whole different conversation, but like uh, I do, it, it feels a little off. It feels like I had this feeling when I was playing last night where it was like, I was running into the same sort of jank that I haven't felt since like, I guess since before origins, like the old school mm -hmm. style Assassin's Creed, where it was yeah. like, this isn't a new problem. It was almost like, it was almost endearing of like, Oh this weird animation glitch when I get caught up in the geometry because I'm trying to climb and it doesn't yeah. climb the way I want. Like, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> and you're almost like, I was almost like glad it's a, to it's see It's a throwback it, feature, right? It, it, yeah. yeah, it got me more immersed <laughs> in like, oh yeah, we we are back to this. Like, I've forgotten what this was like. Uh, it's the animus, yeah. dude. It's just the animus. Don't worry about it. It is endearing. <laughs> and then like after 10 hours, you're like, okay, climb this freaking wall, Bass. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> go up it. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's kind of what you just alluded to is, yeah, you like, I'm trying to jump from here to there, but instead he grabs here, and now I'm doing that weird, like, shuffle thing, and I'm trying to fall, but oh, I've fallen too much, and now I've died because I fell too It's Yeah, or I fell um, right into a pile of guards that are cheating now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Angry at me, you know, like, okay, I guess Guys, that's how it was back then. Come on. It was, it's, that's kind how of, it was. Yeah. I, that's I, historic. <laughs> it's like Parkour the issues that arise. yet. It's the issues that arise when you can't just climb anywhere you want like you do in the open world games. Like it is 
nice that you need to really focus on where you're climbing and actually find paths. But uh, with the return to that comes the return of the return of the jank. Subtitle for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep going with it. I like I do have affection for those original games and the new ones just didn't really I haven't finished any of them. Like I Odyssey, I played a couple hours. Valhalla, I played the most and I was like mostly was like, yeah, that's okay. So I am excited to have sort of a nostalgic you know, throwback to the ones that I loved were for like Assassin's Creed two. And I played in three, what's good, but like, yeah, I, I want, I want to get back to it. I've, I've already gotten distracted by some other games, but I want to pick Mirage back up. Same. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to, to go it's back. It's ridiculous how the game's not out yet. And you're saying I've been distracted by other games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even out to the public, man. I uh, mean, this is guy. I mean, that's just welcome to hell right? month. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of there where it's like, I'm going to keep going with it for sure. Just because it's been so long. So I played, cause I didn't even really play syndicate. So my last one of these, at least of the old school ones was unity, which I finished. And like it, like I said, it has been that charm of like, yeah, that's right. This is how it is used to be. And it's kind of fun to be back here and not, and just seeing back that and, seeing how pretty it is and knowing like okay this is it like i'm only gonna be here this is kind of nice like they're not gonna whisk me off to another giant landmass at some point as far as i know i i don't know i'm i'm digging it so far and the story at least from where i'm at it's like eh, that's fine Basim seems yeah, cool it's... i never met i didn't play enough a hollow to ever meet him so this is my introduction to him uh so it's like yeah he seems all right so far I'm chilling him he looks like the prince of persia in my game because i got the, <laughs> the, the uh, edition Lexi, coat. Yeah. oh right yeah. so he's just got like magical sand flying off of him at all times isn't the <laughs> warrior awesome. within dlc or no something? it's og prince oh it's okay yeah, yeah. never mind prince I is be... in the game yeah Dang. he's just wearing a purple some minnesota love <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah i do like i liked playing it I, I don't know, actually know what Matt's giving it. If I had to score it, I think it's like somewhere between a seven and eight on our scale for me. Um, maybe like a seven, two, five or seven. Solid. Five. You know? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's not anything I think you need to like rush out to play, especially in this month of all months. But like if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, I do think it's a, a valiant effort to, you know, give old school fans like a little treat because they seem to be pushing farther and farther into these giant hundred hour games. Um, so I enjoyed you know, kicking back for 15 hours and, and killing some people. It's a good time. I want to I want to see the fans that came in with Origins that have not played the old ones before that to see what they think of this. Like, the ones that only know Assassin's Creed as yeah. the 200-hour yeah. action games. Like, will they be cool with this or will this be such yeah. a like it just scales things down too much about like, what if they they took out all the good stuff what what even is this you know they're like, like watching credits and they're like what's going on this is i've just <laughs> i barely hit start <laughs> <laughs> or like the the backlash that the new prince of persia got from like not educated fans maybe if like why are, why are they making this 2d that's not what these games are and like uh that's, <laughs> that's that funny. is what they were for the longest oh boy. time <laughs> yeah really funny actually <laughs> Well, cool. Can I can I derail the conversation and take us in a new direction? Is that yeah? You're the one that, that has okay a hard out, all? Alex. So it's, yeah, you're, the, you're the one at the wheel. So if you want, I'm gonna to miss my us... flight because I want to show this off. <laughs> driving a fossil. So okay, if you don't want to hear about Pokemon cards, skip ahead five minutes. If that. Can I? Where's my skip ahead five minutes button? Yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry, Kyle. No, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm glad if you're excited about Pokemon cards. We, we talking 151? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking 151. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. We're talking, we're talking 151. Yes, sir. So video cool viewers box. are going to get the most out of this experience um, for the next few minutes. But um, I did want to talk about the new 151 set. Um, so in case you didn't know, uh, oftentimes during the holidays, Pokemon has like a special set because it always, it usually coincides with the anniversary um, of the franchise. And so two years ago in 2021, it was the Pokemon celebrations. And that's where you got a lot of, reprints of old cards like the charizards and like the the base set charizard and all that with like a uh, like 25th anniversary stamp on it um and that that was like a really big there was a really big wave of people getting back into pokemon because of that uh into the card game specifically um and i have a feeling there's gonna be it's not gonna be as big i think there's just been like a lot less marketing behind it but the new 151 set is exactly what it is the only cards in the set have to do with the first generation of pokemon and so for a lot of retro fans like oh this is like a really good time to get into it the pokemon uh card market is also down 
um, right now, like if it's like the secondary market overall. And so it's a great time to get into playing the game. Um, that's just my opinion. I've been, I've got, I've got back into it in early 2021. Um, and I've been kind of going pretty steady. I've got a pretty big collection again. Uh, I had a friend, uh, gift me some vintage stuff, but anyways, all that to say, I've been really into it. Uh, the Pokemon company disclaimer sent me, um, a few packs, like, I think like a dozen or so packs to open, but then I've purchased like $150 worth of cards. I'm, I'm whispering. Wait, why not? A, why not 151? Yeah. Oh, dang it. You're right. Well, throw another dollar in there. My wife is in the other room and I don't want her to hear me say that. Um, so like, through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> like, what? Disclaimer, they what? did send over some product, but I had a lot of pre-orders myself. Uh, but I want to I want to show off some of the cool cards real quick for the video viewers. Uh, YouTube.com slash Game Informer Shows. I can describe the art in excruciating Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll describe it. So, yeah. and I'll be quick too. Um, so we'll start with the least, the least cool stuff. We got this gold Mew EX. Mew's not cool. All right. Yeah. You got the, you got the top holders too. What's up? The the big thing with with I got that one too. So there, there are things called illustration rares, right? And those are, they bring in special artists um, to do special, very stylized animations. There's a Machamp or Machoke card in this set that is has like the pointillism art style. So it's like a lot of dots make up one image. And so there's these like special illustration cards. And that's what that's what the big chase cards are this year. And, and really in the last three years have been those. They're often called secret rares, but they're not officially that called illustration rares is like their official name now. i know some of those words yeah yeah so okay i've good got burger, good burger reference. i've got um blastoise and squirtle illustration rares that i pulled from cards i here uh, i purchased slightly to your right there you let go. me let me zoom in well because remember i have i i have the there you go you can see them right nope. here uh, over over over, over, over. Yeah, there you go oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. perfect perfect okay. yeah there you go i like, I like that, that the the art takes up the whole card like it's not yeah yeah they're what... full arts yeah, these are the illustration rare full arts yeah blast is he underwater like scuba yeah he's underwater he's in like a <laughs> Underwater cave. I thought you were asking if he's into water. It's like, is he into water? <laughs> Ooh, like, yeah. Yeah. I've got this awesome. polywirl, and like, he's looking at his reflection getting hypnotized from the rain. Oh, that's probably a recurring thing with those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those poor creatures. Uh, i got this really cool Pikachu. Yeah, I got that one. Pikachu's out on the town. Yeah. You got that one too, Wes? Yeah. Let's go. He's fleeing his trainer. He doesn't want to be. Yeah, he's actually more. trying to recreate the Beatles um, street crossing. Oh, that's the. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Giovanni's charisma. It's just yeah. Giovanni's got a lot of riz. He's Ash's ma, his, a father, according to the musical, the stage musical Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I as a kid, I thought Giovanni was his dad. Yeah, that's it's, it's truly in the musical. There's a. Have I they never have... confirmed that now that Ash is retired? They haven't said yes or no uh, on that. I always felt like it's implied. Maybe I I haven't looked into it too much to be honest. Uh, this is another Giovanni's. So here's a good illustration. So these are the same cards. One is the secret rare, the secret illustration rare, and one is just like the normal ultra full art. So that's kind of the difference in like, uh, like a, a normal rare and a and a special rare. Um, Too much riz for one card, cool. basically. Too much, yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a bunch of Mister Mimes. That one's awesome. Uh, Mister Mime illustration rare. He's he's in a park. They're they're just chatting. They're just hanging out. They look like they're scheming, yeah, plotting their next move. Yeah, plotting their next their next move. Uh, this is one of my favorites. This is Tangela, and they are swinging from from tree branch, having fun. I didn't know they could use their arms like that. Oh yeah, huh. I thought they were just a that big is, yeah. ball. <laughs> a lot of things yeah. Tangela can like do. A tentacle that we don't mon- know about. monster. I always pronounce uh, it and Tangela. This is, like this Angela is one of the waifu tea. cards that yeah that's gonna be this worth is a not lot like this <laughs> did you this say is not the super rare one there's a rarer version did you of this say card. waifu yeah they're called waifu card. i mean <laughs> isn't by the community it's like there's guys who only collect the anime girls <laughs> cards i can't this is uh erica's long. invitation yeah, she's you a might know her from gym leader the, right gym leader correct yep the place a card of or, her or bug or poison or no something? bug bug yeah, bug, yeah. yeah. Grass. Psychic grass. was the mm. scary lady that had the doll in the anime. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I remember her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've got. A, I got. It, it's been. A, it's been a fun time. It's been a good set. I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying it. I kind of haven't been a the biggest fan of like the newer sets, like comparatively to like some of the older stuff. But this is like. Mm. It's got yeah. me again. That's, of those cards me. you just showed us, which one will, would you wear around your necklace? Like, wear as a necklace oh. like Logan Paul? Probably the Blastoise. I think it's yeah. going for like 50 bucks. Okay. It is. It's the second highest. The first highest is the Charizard, of course. It's going for like yeah. 100. Can you get that made um, before our trip and wear it the whole time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just bring it. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> I feel like I've got like a hole maker for like binders. <laughs> just bunch of hole in the I'll card. Right yeah, the card. Like yeah, the yeah. Card. yeah, put some yarn through it, like a little fifth grader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing like going to a foreign country and just wearing something valuable around your neck, you know, as <laughs> yeah. a tourist. It's just smart travel tip. I hear they're very nice where we're going, though. Yeah, I'm know? sure they are. Very yeah. Blastoise friendly place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> Okay, well that that's the the Pokemon minute, the Pokemon corner, uh, Pokemon 151, very fun. Um, I think I'm gonna put it on my Christmas list because I can't find them in the store anymore, and I'm hoping there's a restock. Did you circle um, it in your little uh, Toys R Us guide? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you uh, pre-order the uh, Ultra Premium box? I think it's like the $120 box coming out Friday. I bought that one for the for celebrations two years ago, and I actually gave away one of those special cards in Extra Life. Oh, nice! Um, and I regret it because it's <laughs> sword man. So whoever uh, you are, if you're listening, remember, he wants you it got back. An incredible deal. <laughs> um, that person's I, uh, there now. I pre-ordered yeah. one. I'm gonna try my best to just put it in my. I'm gonna get home, keep it packaged like vacuum sealed and put it in my closet and hopefully just forget about it. Cause I want to be one of those people that sells it to a streamer 10 years from now. And they pay me $30,000 for a box of cards. That's that's (laughs) my goal. Idiot streamer. Yeah. As part of my like um, card game preservation efforts, uh, I, every time I open a new pack of Pokemon, I set one aside. So I've got like a, like one single sealed pack of every set since I've started getting back oh, into oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It takes some yeah. self-control. It does. Well, the other night I opened like four of them. I was like, wow, <laughs> <be> fine. <laughs> but for the most part, I have self-control, yes. Um, that's good. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys been you guys been playing anything else before we wrap up? Kyle, I feel like you and you and I, well, actually, none of us have any of us Here, I, Here's what I can <laughs> so, Here's what Sony talked. has allowed us to say. We have Spider-Man. We do. Whoa. That's all I'll say. I'm done. That sounds that's like all we, you can say, Kyle. That's all I'm allowed like we, to say. We kidnapped him. Like we have <laughs> Spider-Man. I was, that's I was all like, you need I'll to say, know. I'll Jay say more. Jonah I don't Jameson care. refreshing my email inbox. Bring me. Spider-Man. I'll say more. I'll break embargo right now. Dare don't me. do it. Don't do it. I dare you. Dare I, dare you. Me. I dare you. I don't. The game is a video game. Oh, how could you? I'm not allowed to say that. They're trying to. I, There's you know? a red dot on your forehead. Right. Careful. Duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's shaped like a web. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I we've all been playing it. Yes. Uh I did finish Phantom Liberty uh recently, which is quite good as well. Wes has talked about that in depth, but yeah. Yes, that that is on my list. So I'm I'm close to beating Baldur's Gate. I'm midway through Act 3. Isn't Act 3 like 70 hours long? <laughs> yeah, but uh so I've been playing it on my MacBook actually. Oh yeah. Oh. It runs really well on Mac. Um that oh, came out the same day as the console versions. Um, and, and your so Steam copy be... just works, right? I mean, that's not the... yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know all... if there was like a through the app store or something. Oh, they they probably I sell it there, but no, yeah, it's just Steam. Yeah. Um, and so I am taking that with me on my trip today, actually, and hopefully wrapping that up in the airport slash on the plane. Yeah. I also need to finish Zelda, but then the whole point being, I really want to get to Cyberpunk, Kyle. Um, that's good. Hearing hearing y'all talk about it has really uh energize me to play that game did you end up liking it yeah i haven't gotten the i talked to you a little bit about it off like uh just in slack of um getting the 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 new proper ending i guess you could say i haven't done that yet um because i got distracted by resident evil and other things um but um i do want to see that through 
I met I met Idris Elba at the gas station for his road trip. <laughs> now okay. he's like, I'll call you when I'm ready. I'm like, well, now yeah. I just got to wait around. Yeah. <laughs> You've got like you get a, 25 you get a trick minutes people. Left. Okay, yeah. This should be too much longer. Yeah, I thought you were talking about in real life. Like, I ran into him at the gas station at a Wawa and said, I like your video game, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't even remember being in a video game. That's my Idris Elba. Is he that was so good. <laughs> Today we console the apocalypse. Oh, that's much better. Oh that was my really god, really good too. <laughs> I, <was laughs> yeah. I I've been playing Advance Wars one one two. Do we say one plus two reboot camp? One one plus two. Yeah. Or do we say three? Do we just complete what do we the say equation? With everybody one plus is that everybody's one two switch? One plus two. Switch? Yeah, that's the 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 this year the the trilogy that hasn't been completed yet. The one the one plus two games. <laughs> Yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, the first Advance Wars. It's funny enough, you can't even play Advance Wars two until you beat the first one. Like it's grayed out. Really? Oh, yeah. So, oh. huh. To me, that's fine because I've never played the those old games. But I can see yeah. it being a bummer if you have and you're like, oh, Advance yeah. Wars two is my favorite. It's like, well, you're gonna have to go through one if you want to get to that. Uh, they go out of their way to really onboard you. They do give you the option, like, hey, you can skip this, but they 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 take a while to sort of like show you the ropes. You got to do a few missions, but I'm past that at this point. It's a good. Um, I've been doing the. Uh, I think it was Will Wright that said that he used to wake up and play a, a round every morning to yeah. kind of get his his brain working. He, he talked uh, about trying to figure out a way to play while driving once. I remember him. <laughs> and then former former game and former editor. I'm sure you guys know him, Surreal Vasquez. Uh, once famously in the office said, "I think about Advance Wars every day." <laughs> And this was like 2000. That's his Roman Empire. This is like 2016. <laughs> I was like, every day you think about Advance Wars? And he looked me in the eyes without smiling and he said, yes. God. It's funny you said that. I, I just found out like two days ago about that Roman Empire meme or whatever. <laughs> like, I was like, what? what is this thing? What are we doing now on the internet? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know uh, anybody so yeah. that thinks about the Roman Empire. I don't. I don't know who these Honestly, I don't think about it. I think about it a lot, but I'm a huge history nerd. Like I do. <laughs> I'm the person that watches like, oh, this video about like how the Roman, like their battle tactics and stuff like that. And mm. I like, I, I'll do late night Wikipedia binges about random historical things. So I'm probably in the upper echelon of like, <laughs> no, I've, I've thought about it very recently and on a semi-regular basis just because, but more just because it fascinates me. I think about, the only time I think about it is when I think about like the death, um, everybody dying at like age 35 and that makes me sad. And then I stop thinking about the Roman Empire, and I yeah. think about something Once else. Once you turn twelve, you're a man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, what a what an awful way to live, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm 31 and I'm still a kid, you know. Yeah, you still you're an Pokemon elder cards. by that time. They're looking at you like, hey, tell us about yeah. all your years of experience. <laughs> Guide us. <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't know anything. Like, how how do you ex- <laughs> don't know yeah. anything? I mean, don't... it's true. I'm laughing because I'm. I think part. like a 14 year old kid from the Roman Empire could beat me up as a 31. Oh, absolutely! From America, <laughs> they're yeah. like trained from birth to kill people. <laughs> they, they could fight, they fight in a UFC up. match and be like totally fine. <laughs> they I got actually some feel like kids. I could take out a kid gladiator. I think I could maybe. <laughs> nah, that should be the headline. <laughs> Alex thinks he they had so a kid less. Gladiator. They had so few distractions. No, like, okay, like, what do you have a sword? I, I, even okay. with no weapon i would not they have so few distract like all they know is how to kill things basically alex i I'm thought you capable. were the one I know with how, a hard I know out how to and now things. you're talking about <laughs> fighting roman children i know how to kill things i am no, 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 a gentle no, 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 person no. who chooses not to i have the knowledge i've seen a lot of movies i've seen a lot of news stories in our in our world I have the knowledge. I've watched a lot of, I um, and I probably got a hundred pounds on the kid from the Roman. What Empire. is the the video site that's <laughs> always kids are wrestling horses to the ground? Um, fight videos. Uh, world something star. star world star hip. Oh, like world seen star hip. World star hip hop videos. I know what to do with myself. Yeah, <laughs> you watch a lot of Kimbo Slice fights. <laughs> you know, era I could definitely beat up. I could probably beat up anyone from the Great Depression. Oh you know yeah, <laughs> great. They're already. They, I mean, they I don't know. They, they got, that was a. Pr- that was they're a pretty scrappy, desperate man. time. They they had nothing to do but fight because they lost their jobs. Nah, and they're like, they're well, I don't want potatoes. people taking my my little shacks. I'm gonna have to throw <laughs> hands all the every day so you don't take my potatoes. My great grandma is still alive and lived through the Great Depression. I could definitely take her out. So I'm guessing <laughs> any of her friends too. Do you tell her that every time you see her? Like, just so you know, grandma, don't just so you know, don't grandma, cross me. <laughs> Quietly at the dinner table, you whisper in your ear. I could take you out any moment. <laughs> you ain't too old for an ass whooping. Just saying. 
god! What a way that's to a, close out. I think that's a great way to end it. Yeah, <laughs> Be, beating up kids should, that have been dead I for should, centuries. <laughs> I should call my grandma, my great grandma. <laughs> so oh, because you haven't reminded her that you can hurt her in a while. Yeah, you gotta check in. <laughs> no, my great grandma rules. We text. Okay, that's cool. We'll text her that you can yeah. kick her. <laughs> I'll just send a uh, like a meme or like a drawing to illustrate just a gif, a fight gif. Yeah, me, me versus Great Depression people, and it's like you're fighting that lady tap from it, the, give me the haha. Yeah. I'm just picturing you fist fighting the lady from that famous photograph with the kids, and she's looking all sad. <laughs> Pretty much like the, the most iconic image of the Great Depression. Like you're you're just stepping up to her, yeah, and beating yeah. up her kids. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I got to go pack because I have to be. I have to leave the airport in <laughs> an hour, and I haven't packed. Sweet, excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be sick. I'm really stressed out. Um, so thanks for watching, fight. everybody. There's thanks only for one listening. Way to relieve that stress, and that's what yeah. aggression towards Roman children, apparently. And yeah, Great Depression people. Yeah, I, I got normal depression. I could still whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out. Of here. I'm feeling unhinged. Uh, follow the crew this week. Uh, follow Kyle at Kyle M Hilliard. Uh, you can follow Marcus at Marcus Stewart seven. Follow Wes at LeBlanc Wes, and uh, you can follow me Alex at It's Van Aiken. Don't forget to go and grab single issues uh, of the Game Informer magazine for five ninety nine a piece. You can get those online at GameStop.com/GameInformer. You just scroll down past our reviews, and you'll see all of our recent um, magazines. Uh, everything um, from uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage prior that, that are up there are we're, we're up to date mario isn't up there yet super mario wonder but it will be in the next few days uh and of course you can get a digital subscription to game informer um through a number of ways uh check it out all on our website gameinformer.com slash magazine uh it's a great way to support us as well uh as shay said earlier in the episode go listen to all things nintendo uh and shout out to our podcast editor matt storm aka dj stormageddon you can follow their podcasts, which are called Fun and Games, and the Reignite Podcast, which is a Bioware-focused gaming podcast. All right, that's going to do it for, for us this week. We will see you next Thursday for even more games. Uh, maybe maybe we can talk more about... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. There's more games. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.